the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. All right, legends. Welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What an absolute treat. Feel the hype. Spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, have a look at yourself, okay? Because you are the problem. Uh, but anyway, episode... I mean, it's uncertain. It's uncertain, but it is, it's is—it's going to be a good one. This is going to be better than the last 10, but 11 episodes ago, I mean, wow, what, what a hit. What a hit that was. But look, I don't even know what I'm talking about because I'm just so excited uh, because it's another week and any time the sun gets up, that's where you'll see me, you know? I like to, uh, I'm trying to win the morning these days. That's what we're trying to do. Been watching this Navy SEAL bloke. He's got me all fired up. He's got me all fired up to win the morning. And uh, let me just say, these Navy SEAL blokes, it's very intense because, um, you know, a lot of their lessons that they bring into the table don't necessarily apply to the, you know, the average human being, I would say, like, all this get up at 4 a.m., you know, this sort of stuff, have a two-hour workout in. Well, what if you're actually not a psychopathic trained killer? What if you maybe just want to feel a little bit better inside and out? But I dig the concepts and uh, it's good. So I've been listening to a lot of motivational podcasts recently, just like, just you've got to win the morning. That's what I'll say. Now I wake up, my alarm goes off, bang, first time, every time. Sometimes I wake up just before it goes off and I'll just watch it. I'll just watch the clock and go, <laughs> not today, not today. So I've been winning the mornings. And I'll tell you what, when you win the morning, what do you get? Pfft. Well, you win, the, you win the day, don't you? You know, it's like dominoes. You win the morning. Did you win the morning? I basically laugh at the afternoon. Okay? And once you've got the afternoon, I mean the night, pfft. what are you going to do? You know? What the hell are you going to do about it? Night? Yeah, you're going to drop the sun out of the sky, try and catch me with my eyes closed? Pfft. Already won the morning. I'm 12 hours ahead of you, Okay? So that's maybe how far I've let my uh, personal discipline slip this year to the point where just actually waking up when my alarm goes off, to me, is like a rocket of energy I've never felt before. You know, traditionally, all of this year, I've been, you know, let's say I've got to get up at 6 for work, alarm at 6, 603, 607, 6, 610, etc., 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 6.27, I'm out of bed. And that is the last possible second I can get out of bed and still not and still be on time for work. But now, like I said, 6 a.m., bang, I'm already up. Jumping jacks, jumping jacks. I'm getting fit like it's 1915. I'm doing jumping jacks and, and looking out for Nazis. That's how I start my day. That's how I win the morning. Do I eat a nutritional breakfast? No. Am I doing any exercise of any real worth? No. Am I drinking a glass of water though? Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, I am. Okay? So I'm already, you know, I'm up, I'm at him. Like I said, the fact that I'm up is already a win. Then I drink the water. That's just me rubbing it in the face of the morning going, what's up? What's up? I get my clothes ready. They're clean. Washed them earlier. Whatever. And then, and then, you know, maybe I'll just mill around for a little bit. I might have another glass of water if I'm feeling really, really arrogant. You know, like I just want to, Sort of give the day a few kidney punches before I take it home. And then I get in the Mazda Metro. I plug in my iPhone and I listen to my favorite podcast, Get Around Me by Billy Darcy. 
I've listened to every episode eight times now. How committed are you, hey? A lot of people message me say, Bill, love the pod. You know, love every, love what you're doing. Do you? Because I've listened to every episode eight times. <laughs> Dude. I'll tell you something really embarrassing that happened the other day. I was, uh, had my, uh, I was in my bedroom and I didn't realize my iPhone was still connected to my Bluetooth speaker outside. It's the house speaker, I would say. And so I'm just in my, in my bedroom, you know, on my phone, being a private guy. And uh, the lads bust in. They go, mate, you're still connected to the Bluetooth speaker, you freak. And I got caught. I got caught listening to my own podcast. Pretty fucking embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing, if you ask me. But I got to listen back to it to make sure it's not absolute trash, you know? And I listen to it after it's been put out into the world. So that's why I got to listen just in case, you know, I don't know what I just put out there. Sometimes I'll do, I'll do the pod for like 45 minutes and then I'm just like, woof. My eyes like roll back forward. I'm like, what the hell was that? Who am I? Get around me, but who's he? You know what I mean? I don't know. So, what was the point of any of that? Anyway, basically, I'm now waking up when my alarm goes off and my life completely changed. Got a, I'm getting organized as well. I got my next year's stand-up show on my wall, like all the different parts, all the different bits. I'm working out the orders. I'm working out the jokes. It's good to like, from back here, everything seems so obvious. Do you know what I mean? When you you got a, like a little list in your notebook of all the different jokes and stuff, you're like, it's, but once you put it all up on the wall and you can see it and it's in like the three kind of sections of the show, it's just become so clear which bits fucking suck. And I desperately need to work on them. But that's why we're working on it now. So when I come to Perth in February, it's game time, you know? And it will be Crush City, Population Me. Hype will be spread and felt at an aggressive pace we've not seen before. So, what have I been up to? i got kind of a croaky voice. I don't know. That's just life, you know? Sometimes you wake up a little more chiseled than you were the day before. That's how time works. But anyway, um, got some yarns up the old belt. Uh... Doing gigs last week, gigs, gigs, gigs. Uh, Friday, I did a gig on the Central Coast with Pat Doherty. This guy, man, this guy. I tell you what, I should dead set start taking 10% of this bloke's income, the amount of gigs I've got him. We were co-headlining this gig in the Central Coast. I knew, the crowd knew, even just people walking down the street knew that Pat was opening for me. Although he was doing the same amount of time, he was still on before me, and it was very clearly an opener headliner relationship as per. Um, but you know, obviously they they booked me. I throw I throw Pat Doherty a bone because um, God knows he needs it, and uh, and we we jump in the Mazda Metro and we head up the coast. What a time to be alive! Uh, petrol is disgustingly expensive at the moment. I think we I think there was a, a there was some bombs went off in the Middle East, and look, I don't want to bitch and moan, but Sorted out whatever's happening over there in the uh, in the mid east because my life has been slightly affected and I mean the extra the extra seven dollars for the extra seven dollars of petrol I think we should just not be not blowing things up in the Middle East because I don't know what's going on over there but I know that I'm I'm down seven dollars so who's going to answer to that America ISIS somebody put your hand up and PayPal me that seven dollars but uh. 
Pat Doherty uh, gets in the Mazda Metro. We fly up the road. Guy, it just yeah, having a great time. We we uh we get to this. It's actually a really cool gig on the Central Coast. Now the Central Coast, what a place because you're actually not that far out of Sydney. It's about an hour to the start of the Central Coast, hour and a half to the other side. You're really not that far, but it is so different. It is unbelievable. Bit rougher around the edges. The people are friendly until they're not. <laughs> the people are friendly until they're not. Okay. So, and they all have a tendency to be quite violent drunks, but also they, they, they do drink a lot, which some people would say is a bad combo. I say they're optimistic, you know, maybe tonight's the night they behave like a normal human. Maybe tonight's the night they don't, they don't actually, maybe they finish their eighth, their eighth schooner and they put it down on the table instead of then crow hopping into a, into a baseball throw Add to some freaking 19-year-old's head across across the bar because his shirt's a little too fruity for the fellas, in his opinion. Maybe tonight's that night. Maybe it's not. All I know is that bourbon and coke and rum and coke appears to be the devil's ammo. I think that's how the devil fuels up his little soldiers, plugs in these Bundy cans straight into their veins. Next thing you know, you got, you got all of uh, Hell's little soldiers doing their dirty work down there. But Jesus Christ, the Central Coast, it's quite a rough place. and uh, But it is actually really beautiful as well because it's right, it's on the coast. So beautiful beaches, beautiful people. Um, the bikies have quite a strong presence up there. That's, that's what we call a negative where I'm from. You know, you roll into a place, all of a sudden the banditos are in the car park. Pff, I'll get my Uber later. Thank you very much, okay? But... So we go and do this gig on the Central Coast. And the, and Central Coast, there's a bloke out there doing gigs at the moment. And it's such an untapped resource. There's so many people that live up there. And there's not really any comedy gigs. So maybe if he uh, the, these gigs keep going well. I've done two now. One was the big... We went down. We went down badly. This one, we crushed. But, uh, you know, there's a there's a real big market gap on the Central Coast, I believe. So we get there. It's, it's, a, it's like a... A cocktail bar slash cinema, like a repurposed cinema. It's actually really cool, this place. Really cool indeed. Um, so we, before the gig, we meet the guy. It's like 40 minutes till the gig. We go grab a beer at the pub across the road. And the uh, thing you need to know about Pat Doherty is as soon as he's extremely, he's a very healthy man, uh, was supposed to run the Melbourne Marathon, got a sniffle, bitched out. Um, but he... The guy's, the guy's a health machine, okay? He could run through a brick wall. The problem is when he gets on the other side of that brick wall, he can't make anyone laugh once he gets there. But, Jesus Christ, he's hitting that brick wall at pace. So Pat, so Pat Doherty's there. We have a beer and a, and a schnitty. And one thing you need to know about Pat Doherty is as soon as a beer touches his lips, he simply must smoke a cigarette within the next 10 seconds. Otherwise, he just starts getting a bit fucking antsy, you know? Starts turning into like a, a velociraptor or something, you know? So he simply must have a Winfield Blue. And he's the master at getting it because he's such a charming guy. And uh, he'll put the moves on just to get one cigarette, this bloke. So we're at this beer garden and he gets this like 45-year-old mum over. And uh, she gives him a cigarette. She's lovely. And he goes, why don't you join us? And I go, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. Because Pat's one of these people who can just talk to anyone and actually enjoy it. 
But, you know, before a gig especially, I just want to chill out. I just want to throw bants, you know. But then, so, this 45-year-old woman comes over. She, uh, looking pretty Central Coast. Very revealing dress. She's about 45. Her friend comes over as well. And uh, pretty full on these two women. Turns out they're out because uh, one of the women just uh, won custody of her son uh, over her criminal ex-husband. So that's 100% true. That's just a little snapshot of the coast, baby. And uh, so so they've just won custody of, of one of the lady's sons. Uh, so that's a great win. So they're on the wines. You know, I sub would say you win custody of your son, you celebrate it with him. Hey, maybe I'm a traditionalist, uh, <laughs> but she uh, she uh, fucked him off for the night. She was on the she was on the savvy bees in the mix, you know. She met a couple of young comedians from Sydney, and so they're sitting at the table. I'm just like, fuck, here we go. Thanks for nothing, Pat. Now we got the 25 minutes of relaxing before the show, enjoying this ice cold skunana. Now I'm listening to freaking. Well, uh, one of the lady's sons was doing like a double degree science and business. Do I need to know that? Nah, I don't, but I do now, thanks to Pat Doherty, and, uh, the, the, uh, like, this lady is so, is the original lady who came to, uh, sit down at the table, I think her name was Kate, Kate is getting, with every sip of this Savvy Bee, she's getting more and more sexually aggressive, and, uh, she's already dropped, um, that she lives across the road, and she doesn't have the kids this weekend, so, okay, well, didn't ask, didn't ask, but that's okay. So then she goes, oh, what are you guys doing? And we were like, oh, we're doing a comedy show. She's like, oh, well, come watch. I'm like, oh, it's actually across the road. And this was my fault. This was, I'll put my hand up on this. I said, well, why don't you come over and watch the show? And the reason I said that was because the promoter told us there was only like 10 tickets sold to this show, which I thought was crazy because my name and face was on the poster. So obviously, I mean, there's one thing Billy D does and it's sell tickets. It's sell tickets. I buy hearts, I sell tickets. Put Oh, that's not bad, actually. I buy hearts, I sell tickets. Okay, all right, that could be something. Uh, or maybe I sell tickets and buy hearts. Uh, we'll workshop it later, but fuck, there's something there, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah, so, so I said to these ladies, why don't you come over to the show, we get you free tickets. They say, yeah, we get, we'll uh, have our, like, finish our wines, like, like getting, like, clearly regulars at this pub. They're getting, like, white wines to the brim. Never seen a more illegal pour in all my time. So now they, uh, we go back over to the cinema, show sold, sold out. And I said, well, that's more like it. As, because obviously my name and face was on the poster. So show sold out. I go to the guy, I go, well, fuck, I've got to get these two women in now. These two mid-40s women who I don't really want to come, but now they're turning up and I assume they're going to be violently drunk. So we better not we better not get in their way. So I sort that out, get them two free tickets. Show was like 10 bucks anyway, but still. Um, so MC goes up, this uh, support act goes up. It's pretty cool because like the stage is low and then it goes up, it's like cinema seating. It's like a little like 100-seat cinema. But like they repurposed it with tables and stuff. So it held about 60 people. Um, so it's a really cool gig. Um, Pat Doherty uh, went up in the first half. So we like co-headlined. So he headlined the first half. I headlined the second. He opened for me. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Pat absolutely destroyed. Had a great set. Absolutely crushed. And um, 
and also managed to hit on every hot chick in the room as well along the way, which, you know, I love that. <laughs> so Pat absolutely crushes. Just as Pat's going like, thanks so much on Pat Doherty, everyone's like losing it. These two drunk ladies come up the stairs. I go, fuck, here we go. I go, these chicks are going to interrupt my whole set and I'm, I'm going to have no one to blame but myself. Shit. So, uh, MC goes up. Guy before me is doing musical comedy. He's doing songs on the guitar. So that, people were loving that, which I thought was a bad sign, to be honest. I thought that was a bad sign. Um, so he, he's going great. I go up there. And, uh, oh yeah, the MC gave me the worst intro I've ever received. This bloke, Dave, absolute legend of a bloke, but he's MC and, uh, he goes, right, your last act, um, you've seen him all over the telly. He's easily going to be the best of the night. He's going to top every other comedian you've seen. Welcome to the stage, Billy Darcy. I go, fuck, here we go. Also, he pronounced it Darcy. It's Darcy. And I go up there, I just go, well, what the, I've been on SBF, I've been on SBS for once. Like four years ago. Oh, and I've been on ABC once. I was on ABC Mornings. Honestly, if anyone has ever watched ABC... or no, it was ABC Weekender. If anyone has ever watched an episode of ABC Weekender, please message me. I, yeah. You've seen him all over the telly. He's going he's gonna to top the lot. I go, fucking hell, mate. So anyway, I rip into the MC a bit for that. And uh, set's going great. Towards the end, though, it's probably been... So, I was supposed to do 20, I did a gentleman's 25, because, oh no, because I was trying to, I got caught in a riff, and, and also, the guy said I could keep going at the end, but, uh, I got caught in this weird riff, I, I, towards the end, the crowd got pretty drunk of my set, and I kept getting, like, interrupted, and also, the, of course, who was interrupting me, it was the lady we brought in, so she's, like, yelling about everything. And she's interrupting my rhythm and my bits. And it's pissing me off. And then I ended up like having to be like really quite mean to her. <laughs> uh, like the the lady I fucking um I invited to the show, I ended up having to like just absolutely rinse in front of everyone. And uh and that was I was just like I don't want Kate I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Please stop. Please stop. And then she interrupted me again. And this is actually why I ended up doing twenty five minutes because she kept fucking interrupting me the whole time. I couldn't do my closure and just get the hell off. So then I ended up kind of teeing off on her and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, but also, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, and also my, uh, my turning on a crowd threshold gets lower the further I drive for the gig. Okay. So this gig was about an hour and a half away. So every time I get interrupted, I was already ready to go because I'm like, I've just driven an hour and a half. You're going you're gonna to mug me off after I've just spent 60 bucks on petrol because some town in Syria got bombed, cost me an extra seven. I'm freaking out. I deserve better. Do I? Probably not. That's why I took this gig, but I'm going to crush. Don't interrupt me. Just don't fucking interrupt. Like, I'm already on edge because I've driven so far. But if that's, if that's down the road, pff, who gives a shit? I'll walk home. What a, what a treat, you know? So I was already on edge. But anyway, it ended up being fun. And after the gig... uh. Kate woman comes up to me. I thought, oh God, I hope she's not too angry. You know, like I wasn't like actually like, you know, serious, you know, I don't really care. And she was a complete opposite. She was absolutely like just hugging me. And she's like, like basically like licking my neck and stuff. And she's like, are you two have got to stay around for a drink? And I go, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. And, uh, the other comedians as well are fucking loving it that me and Pat have brought like these two 45 year olds, just absolute calamity. Anyway, so 
she's literally like licking my neck. And I go, oh, I'm driving, so I can't, um, I can only have one more beer and then I'll have to go. And she's like, no, you can just stay at my place tonight. Don't worry. Plenty of room in my bed. And I'm like, okay, Kate, let's, let's shut this down. Let's shut this down. Ease up. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and, um, and then I literally like went to the bathroom and I was ready just to run out and, uh, they kicked her out of the, of the bar. So apologies, Kate, but, um, I don't know what to say, <laughs> but she was the most sexually aggressive woman I've ever come across. Did I feel unsafe? Yes. Yes, I did. But you know what? Do you know what, Kate? It's my show. It's my podcast. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. So, so yeah, and that was it. And that was the time. Spoke to the owner of this bar after. Let me just say this. This guy's a massive piece of shit. Clearly coked off his head. And uh, it was just like, he, was, he couldn't even keep his hands out. He was doing all this shit. He was like, yeah, it was a really good show. Really good show. I feel like, you know, we keep building this night with the social media and the marketing. Keep building the marketing, the social media, the digital landscape. Get more punters in. Get better show, better show. And he's like, I was like, dude, you need to, you need to chill out. You know, like after, like this guy's like 43. Stop doing so much coke. I don't know what to tell you, mate. So he was a real weird dude. Bad guy. And uh, we came home. Outstanding. Outstanding time. It was actually a really fun gig. It was just fucking eventful. And uh, it was really good. Really good indeed. What else happened? Saturday, I played cricket. Did I play well? I didn't. It hurt because I went I went to the Nets on Friday, actually. Hit a few balls with my dad. Did nothing. But we had a great win. And that's really good. That's really good, actually. It was very bizarre. Because I played fifth grade. Everyone in the team besides me was like literally 16. And I felt like some of the parents were just looking at me like, hey, dude, why are you hanging out with my son? I'm like, no, I'm just I'm just, just playing. It's just I'm not good enough to play at higher grade anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say this. I got dropped mid-game. Yes, I forgot to say. So if we get to Central Coast, and, uh, like, my phone has been, like, in the glove box or whatever the whole way. So we get there, I turn my phone on, and I just have a message saying, hey, Bill, um, Steve O'Keefe has come back into first grade. You're back down to fives. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I got dropped mid-game. Friday night, 8 o'clock, get the text. Whatever, man, these things happen. These things happen. And uh, this is really a lack of preseason and training and overall um, enthusiasm. But do you know what? Yeah, so then I am playing all day with uh, 16-year-olds in fifth grade. A lot of great kids, a lot of great kids. But I think the parents were like, stop saying so much weird shit around our kids, you know? But I want them to think I'm cool. So what? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, but yeah, so we had a great win in cricket. That was awesome. My first win in a couple of seasons, I think. Because I played two games last year. We lost both of them. And I played... Where did I play the other week? We lost that as well. So my first win in a couple of years. Get in. Get in. Um, so, yeah. Saturday night, went out. Whatever. Not... It was, it was good. It was all right. It was all right. I actually got led into this place after lockout by an absolute legend. So I, I walked past this, this pub and they got like a, a guy on the guitar and he's, he's playing a bit of a Cleopatra by the Lumineers. And I was about to go home. And I said, oh, mate, can I come in? And he goes, oh, it's after lockout. I go, mate, this is my favorite song. And he goes, fuck, it's a good song, isn't it? And he just let me in at like 2 a.m. Unreal. 
unreal. And uh, so that was fun. Uh, Sunday morning, just getting domestic, being a nice guy, this sort of stuff. Uh, I can't remember what else happened. Oh, Sunday we went out and um, there was more middle-aged women in the mix. I don't know what was going on. Went down to, to Manly Wharf Bar. I tell you what, was I the, was I running the muck? Not as much as Nick the Honey Badger Cummins. This bloke's back again, baby. Love to see it, dude. When I see this guy at Wharfie, this guy is in the mix, and he's also around the mix. He's stirring it up. He is he is the mixer. They should call it fuck the the Honey Badger. This guy's Nick the Mixer Cummins, bouncing around talking to everyone. A lot of women are talking to him as well. This guy literally would be putting up numbers. I wouldn't even want to think about, to be honest. Truly unbelievable. But, uh, so he's literally, every 31-year-old girl with a pulse is just losing it. Oh, Nick, oh, Nick, I thought what you did was really brave. I thought it was so brave. So, and and you know what? Everyone's talking to Nick, the honey badger Cummins. Whatever, whatever. Because who rolls in? Well, it's my old friend, Reese Hodge. Current wallaby, Reese Hodge, Okay. So enjoy old washed up Cummins over there. When was the last time that guy laced up a boot, you know? Let's see, let's see Nick Cummins kick one from 50 and run the 100 in 9.9, you know? So, I'm, so everyone's fawning over this fucking five-year-old has-been reality TV star wash-up. Billy D's hanging with a current wallaby. Thanking you. Thanking you indeed. Uh, but yeah, old Hodgie, great bloke, great bloke. I haven't seen a lot of him recently. Because uh, he plays uh, he plays international rugby union, and also um, we never really hang out that much anyway. But still, good to see him. Really good to see him. He's our uh, best mates with my roommate, so just an absolute time to be alive. Um, but uh, we, we, I tell you what, Sam- Samos was on fire. The big fella. He went over and talked to um, we went over and talked to these two girls, and then these two like forty five year old like their mums came over. They were with their mums. We didn't know. This is like in the um, beer garden area or the the grass area. And uh, and so this woman comes over and goes, Oh, hi, who are these two strapping young men? And Samos gets up, doesn't miss a beat, he goes, Hi, ma'am, I'm your future son-in-law, Sam Alexander. Lost it. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, plot twist, these mums end up giving me and Sam risotto. They made up some homemade risotto for the picnic. So I'm thinking, how hey, good is this? Talking to these girls... Got these lovely, lovely mums here. I mean, in some homemade risotto. I thought, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Loved it. Loved it from start to finish. And I think I had one more thing about Sunday. Uh, Nope. Cool, cool, cool. Let me fix up this camera real quick. Firstly, we've got a life advice topic sent in. All right, life advice. Let's get back into it. As we've had fear, uh, we've had, I think, success. I think we may have had love. Might have just been me crying for five minutes. I can't remember. I blacked out, okay? Back off. It's my podcast. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. Um, no, we, we haven't had love yet, but fuck, we should do a love one for sure. So life advice. This is where I give very serious advice on topics And these are very practical tips for you to use in your day-to-day life, okay? So now, this one's been sent in by Jordan Beaumont. Mate, please have my sincere regards. Feel the hype, spread the hype, and uh, etc. So he wants to know about making it in show business. Firstly, you've asked the right guy, Jordan, okay? Straight out of my bedroom, let's talk about making it in show business, okay? Uh, 
Firstly, a few things. Uh, one important thing. Now, it's a very, and you know what, I don't blame anyone for this. It's a very common misconception that you have to work hard. Throw that out the window. Talent over hard work every day of the fucking week, lads, okay? If you don't immediately succeed, give up. I can't be more clear. If you don't immediately succeed, give up. My first ever Facebook post got 8,000 likes. That's 100% true. If it got even, if it got 7,999, I would have given up. Immediately. I would have given up. My first time at stand-up, I got a round of applause that was so big, they had to reinforce the roof on the pub, okay? If that didn't happen, I would have given up immediately. So talent over hard work every time. If at first you don't succeed, quit. Let me say that again. If at first you don't succeed, quit. And, and notice how fast I'm saying quit. That's how fast you should quit. Quit. What should you do? Quit. What are you going to do? Quit. When are you going to do it? Yesterday. Okay. So show business, talent over hard work every day of the week. All right. If the project aren't ringing, ringing you, quit. So that's, that's a very practical one. And that's pretty much, I would say, that's going to sort of knock a lot of you off the, off the pack real quick. Um, here's another one. Firstly, this is absolutely fucking crucial. Be bisexual, okay? You're going to want to be as bisexual as possible in this game. Uh, you, you be bisexual, that's ticking an extra three or four boxes, and uh, that's going to that's gonna open doors that just don't wouldn't be opening otherwise. Um, so absolutely, you should be bisexual. Um, if you're not bisexual, should you lie? I can't stress this enough. Yes. Yes, you should lie. Why do you think I'm posting on Instagram I'm Australia's premier bisexual comedian? You think it's to be funny? You think it's making fun of my haircut? You think I'm just having a little bit of laugh about my haircut? No. I'm getting in the producers' heads at Channel 9. Nova 969. I'm letting them know. Hey, I'm one of the great bisexuals. Okay? It's not just a silly joke. It's extremely serious. Uh, another thing, and this, this is absolutely crucial. So we had... Firstly, again, I should do, I'm basically just weeding out the herd at this point. Talent over hard work. If at first you don't succeed, quit. Be bisexual. If you're not, if you're not ticking those boxes, turn the pot off now. You're too far gone. Can't help you. But we got one more thing, I think. Oh, we had two more actually. Oh, we had three more. Okay. This is important. This one. At any moment, be ready to sell the fuck out. Okay. Phone rings. It's Aussie Home Loans. They want to pay you $40,000 to endorse negative gearing. Do it. Do it yesterday. Liberal Party rings. They want, to, they want to make you the face of border security. Do it. It's already done. Sign me up. Okay? Nova 969 rings. They want you to do a new segment called Am I Cheating on My Wife? Prove it. Done. It's already done. Okay? Don't matter what it is. Money first. Okay? Money, 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 money. Work it out later. You know, at any one time, I'm applied to five different reality TV shows. Okay. I don't care what it's going to do for my legacy because I know what it's going to do. Fill up my fucking pocket, bruh. Okay. So always be ready to sell out. And also, let's not just think about money. But and this is actually into the next point. I was going to say, don't worry about, uh, firstly, there's no loyalties. It's just you against the world, okay? Friends, that's a slippery word in showbiz, okay? Is it show friends? Nah, it's showbiz, okay? 
And and you know what? Some people used to call me Biz as a cool nickname in primary school. Did it stick? God, I wish it did. I wish it did. But so friends, don't worry about it. And in fact, apart from just disregarding your friends, your family, everyone who's ever helped you, I want you to go a step further. Actively try and have beef with other people in the business. That's how you get, that's how you raise your profile. That's how you get that hype going. Okay, that's how you get that hype going. Perfect example. I've got a stand-up clip on my Facebook page about how Leighton Hewitt is actually an overrated tennis player. Now, is that just a funny joke about Leighton Hewitt not winning as many games later in his career? Nah, that's a personal attack, bruh. That is a personal attack. And I wait by the phone for him to tweet at me, for the Instagram to go off, for something to happen so I can double down on this beef and attempt to take down one of Australia's greatest sporting legends, okay? Anyone and everyone is not safe from you and your personal attacks. So start beefs, double down on on petty differences, uh, you know, misunderstandings, this sort of stuff. Attack, attack, attack. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. Finally, this is the last one, and this is absolutely crucial. And and it's going to be a bit ironic as me, coming from me. Whatever you do, do not embrace the internet, okay? The internet is the devil's tool. It is just a portal to hell. You know, it's, it's just, it's a fad. That's what it is. It really is just a fad. It's a gone here. What are we doing? Who cares? Channel 7, 9, and 10 still make careers. Don't you ever fucking forget it. All right? Netflix, YouTube, podcasts, um, creating your own stuff, being authentic, being true. Get rid of it. Get rid of it all. What you're going to want to do is take on the Grand Denya mentality. Okay? Smile and wave and laugh your head off. All right? That guy got 300k a year to do that on breakfast radio. Just to smile and wave. He got, this is how good Grant Denyer is. He got paid 300k a year. In fact, let's be honest, let's be candid, all we can be, it was probably way more than that, to smile and wave on an audio medium. Now that's a guy who's nailed showbiz. He got paid to smile and wave on an audio medium. 500k a year, at least. Now that's a guy. He was such so good at showbiz, he kept Family Feud going for more than one episode. Unbelievable. Unbelievable from that man. Okay? So that's how it's done. Do not embrace the internet. Stick to old media. If Channel 7 doesn't call, go back to bed. Maybe they'll call tomorrow. And take that grant and your smile and wave all the way to the top. Take all the money you were going to spend on improving yourself, your skills, your art, and go get some of that uh, that high smile teeth whitener because you're going to need it, brother. Smile and wave all the way to the top. So that's how you make it in showbiz. There's a bit of life advice, some practical tips for the listener. Jordan Beaumont, good luck, mate. I'm not sure what part of the business you look, you're looking to get into, but also it doesn't matter because those rules apply across the board. And they could even be used to some parts of the accounting world, believe it or not. So that's life advice. Thank you, Jordan. And uh, I think we should do love next. We really should. But uh, uh, do you know what? Maybe we'll do dating. Dating's a bit more less intense, I reckon, than love. Because I've been dating up a bit of a storm this year, but I haven't had much success, which makes for good, good content, baby. Good content indeed. So 
Yeah, I've, I've been getting coffees, okay? I've been buying cocktails, but I'm still single. So whatever way you want to look at it, I technically have been dating poorly this year. So maybe dating. Yeah, dating could be good, actually. Let's do dating. Anyway, a few more things I want to talk about. Firstly, and I cannot stress this enough. Uh, okay. We got two more things. So I've been getting back into Aussie rap battles from like 2010. So good. 360, Cursor, all these guys. Dude, 360 was the man. Oh, what a guy. He was my hero in year nine, year 10. I actually saw him last year uh, with my ex and it was fucking awesome. It was so good. I couldn't believe it because I stopped listening to 360 for, well, I don't know. I guess I think once you turn like 19, you just, it won't download on your Spotify anymore. Like you're just not allowed to listen. But my ex-girlfriend was like, oh, do you want to go to 360? And I was like, yes, yes, I fucking do. And it was so good. It was so good. I love that guy. Dude, I wish I could have met him before he let the voices into his head, you know? When he was like my age, 24, in like 2010, dude, he was the man. He was the fucking man. Um, and then he started getting the tattoos. You think, oh, this is, this is cool. Because he was just rap battling like these like 40-year-old men and just absolutely sending them into next week. And yes, I did have an erection the whole time. What a guy. What a guy. But then, uh, but then, yeah, he starts getting a few tattoos. And you think, oh, yeah, that, whatever, that's okay, that's cool. I like it. Then he started getting some neck tattoos. You go, okay, uh, uh. Then he started sort of crying in Facebook videos. You go, okay, uh, okay. Then he fell in love with a, what I can only describe as one of the great thoughts. And you go, oh, this is a, this is a, oh, get this back on the track six. Get this back on the tracks. Then the thought broke his heart. Then he started getting face tattoos. Then he started putting on uh, Facebook videos where he's just bawling his eyes out, bawling his eyes out. And, uh, you know, we all cry sometimes, but let's reach for the tissues, not your phone next time. I reckon six. And then, uh, and yeah, and then, and then he's obviously got, you know, got that codeine addiction. And from there, it's pretty much voice city. And now he's a huge, uh, just a gym head, just jacked beyond belief. His music is still good. I still love him. But I wish I could have had a beer with him at that peak period when he was still like a loose bloke. The music was good. And he was still like with it and like a, a fun guy, you know, before he was like, darkness is all around us every day. I struggle to get out of bed. It's like, oh, gay. Well, what's that about? Let's get back to talking about the thought six, you know? So I wish I wish I could have. And that's happened to me with a few comedians as well, where like I'll gig with a comedian I really like, like an American guy or something. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, dude. I've heard this guy tell stories on podcasts and that sort of stuff. And then, but by the time I gig with them, they're like 36 with kids and they, they're sober now because they almost like lost their wife five years ago. I don't know what happened. But yeah, there's a, with, with, uh, with people in the biz, it seems like there's a small window to meet these guys at their prime before they go too far and ruin everything. And I think I missed that with three, like, obviously we're never friends, but we're still not. But I'm saying if I could have had a beer with him in his prime, oh, the stories he would have told, dude, would have been unbelievable. He's still got the stories, but I don't know. He just seems like a bit more of a private guy now, you know? Seems like every time he leaves the house, he fucking breaks down in tears. So the poor guy, you know, love him, love him to death. 
but yeah, I mean, so I've been watching these Aussie rap battles like 360 versus Cursor and this sort of stuff. Firstly, so good. Love them. Secondly, uh, they do not age well <laughs> when it comes to uh, politically correct uh, sort of the way the world is now. Basically, it's more or less just calling the other bloke gay for <laughs> three three rounds. And it's still good, like the rapping's good and stuff, but it's like, it's like, Jesus, lads, we weren't very, uh, we weren't exactly pushing the uh, creative boundaries with this stuff, you know, especially just, just two blokes sort of semi on the gear calling each other a puff for three rounds. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what would you say? Socially, politically, culturally, doesn't hold up, but for pure entertainment, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, it does. Oh, it's good. But, uh, man, it's so weird, like, I don't know if, if if there's still rap battles, like, if this stuff still happens, but rap battling was huge when I was in, like, year 10, year 9. Me and the lads used to, like, you know, get some goon, rap battle each other. Fuck, it was embarrassing. But also, that's sick, but that's also, like, we're into Aussie hip-hop, but then also it was, like, peak Eminem addiction back then as well. Dude, we were white, that's for sure. We were white as hell. And I uh, loved it. No regrets, you know. We went to see Eminem twice at ANZ Stadium. The first time, we were we may as well have not seen him because we were on the 80-meter line of the footy field. I'm like, what? You're basically just paying 150 bucks for atmosphere. But then the second time we saw him in, like, the VIP section, you're still, like, 30 meters back. But it was, like, 300 bucks, and it was so good. And then you get it out of your system. He's been back, like, three times since, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I saw it. I, I did it. I saw it. It was great. Loved it. But I don't have to go again, you know? But yeah, we were in it for a while there. We were fucking in it. But what a time to be alive, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so Aussie Hip Hop, awesome. Awesome. Pez, Illy, Horror Show. All these guys I still listen to, by the way. They're all great. But yeah, that was when uh, the boys were becoming men, year 9, 10, 11. God, what a, t- what a time. I'm not choking up. I've got a tickle on my throat. <coughs> God. Oh. My, my throat's all grisly. I'm not crying thinking about listening to 360 year 9, all right? It's my podcast. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. Jesus, that was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, all right, last thing, and then we're out. Um... My laptop's going down as well. That's okay. All right. So we have a strikeout city sent in by uh, this bloke, Fudgy. That's his Instagram name. So I don't know. Instagram handles, like, sort them out, I reckon. Just have it as your name. But anyway, so this bloke, Fudgy, whatever. Fudgy something. So strikeout city in the UK a few months ago. Fudgy and his mate Luke were keen on this fine young lady at the club we were at. I thought he was saying the club, but he's the club we were at. I don't recall much from the night, but the next day he wakes up, sees on his phone, he's written back, he's written on his notes app, uh, my mate Luke is really keen on you. And she wrote back, uh, I've got a boyfriend. And then he writes back, he's got a girlfriend too, and she's way fitter than you anyway. And in a co- and which turned out to be a complete lie, but I like that he's sticking up for his mate. I see he's sticking up for his mate, and uh, yeah. So then, 
<laughs> so that's that's the strikeout city, a digital strikeout. Now this is interesting because it's a digital strikeout in an analog situation. That's something we've not seen before. Okay, because you know this is seem like it's like a Tinder situation, but on the dance floor. First of all, lads, I applaud you on basically the MacGyver level ingenuity to make this happen. You know, you're trying to scream into her ear, "My mate Luke is keen." It's not working. A lesser man gives up in that moment, but not fudgy. Not fudgy. <laughs> sort out your username for Christ's sake. He also said, also unsure if I struck out as the wingman or if Luke did. Firstly, there is no there is no me or him. There's only us, okay? We either all strike out or we don't. And uh, so you both strike out in that in that circumstance. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. Outstanding stuff on using the notes app. I mean, uh, to think on your feet like that with the music and everything going. Wow. Applaud, lads. I applaud. And you've also you've also used a, a, a time-honored strategy uh, from blokes over the years that if the girl isn't uh, aggressively keen on you, burn it to the ground, blame her, follow up with a personal attack. It lets her know that you're well-adjusted and not bitter. And uh, look, we've all been guilty of it, but uh, <laughs> I, really, I, I, don't, I don't think it's worth it in the end, lads. She's way fitter than you anyway. She's she's obviously not. She's obviously not. Otherwise, why would you be talking to her? You know? So the old burn it to the ground tactic. <laughs> if I can't have her, no one can. Yeah, look, lads. To be honest, uh, what 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 I would recommend from here uh, is actually I would I would just write back something like I've I've got a boyfriend. I would say, oh, that's okay. Luke has a girlfriend, but I don't. And then I'd. In the process of wingmaning your friend, I'd cut the ground from underneath him straight away like that. Like I said in Life Advice Showbiz, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if there's music playing, that's basically showbiz, betrayals all around. Betray everyone in sight. If you're not getting a drink, you, you should be betraying someone. That's what I think. I go to the bar, I say, could I get one vodka betrayal, please? And they know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about. That's a vodka soda for me and a vodka water for my mate. Or a water water, I should say. That's A vodka betrayal is just soda water. That's what you get, you mate. So that's uh, that's that's how it's done, really. And uh, and and don't forget, don't forget. If a girl rejects you, she's wrong, and it's her fault, and you should absolutely take it personally. Or you could just tell her to have a good night. Whatever, it's up to you, lads. It really is up to you. It's it's dealer's choice out there. I would say tell her, oh, okay, bad timing. And then I and. This is straight from my mate Maka, and this is great. You say, by the way, your hair looks great. Did you just get it done? Because every girl is two weeks either side of getting their hair done all the time. So then you're in your you're in a good books. Let's be honest, this bloke she's dating, he's not gonna last forever. Where is he right now? He's probably at home studying to be an accountant. Boo! What a nerd! What a fucking nerd this bloke is. So you say, she's gonna be like, either either she's gonna be like, no, I didn't get my hair done, but thank you, or actually I did. I really appreciate that. It's a win-win. And every girl's two weeks either side of a haircut or a or a treatment or a putting some glitter in. So from there, you're in her good books. When this accountant bloke drops off, you get the notes app out again. You mate Luke's home free. Okay? So I would say, I would argue against, don't burn the house down. You know, it's not this girl's fault. Live to fight another day. That's, that's what I would say to that. And I just realized this isn't really an advice segment. They're just sending in a story. But regards. Have my regards either way, hey? Um, but yeah, so thank you to Fudgy for sending that in and Jordan Beaumont for sending you that life advice topic. 
keep sending in the topics, guys. I do appreciate it. Helps me think of stuff to talk about. Um, and if the topic is trash, I will not talk about it. So it's not a free-for-all. But uh, some people want me to talk about some weird shit. And uh, I won't do it because my podcast, you can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. But thanks so much, guys. Uh, there's some more stand-up. There's stand-up clips on YouTube and my Facebook. And there's podcast clips on the YouTube. And uh, keep spreading the hype. Tell your friends about the pod. Share away. And uh, got some very exciting next uh, news next week regarding the pod, actually. Some very exciting news. Uh, a world first for, the, for this podcast. So thanks so much, everyone. And uh, tell your fucking friends. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.